Hi guys. Good morning. Happy Monday, everyone. Hang on a second. Let me make sure that I'm all connected here. I don't usually <laughs> do lives from this place in my office. Um, and I was trying to get a little bit better lighting because I looked like a dark silhouette over on the other side. And now I'm seeing that I'm going to have my window markings on my face. So that is okay. That's not what matters. What matters um, is something I just wanted to share with you. Um, something that really hit home. Um, I, you know, I, this was actually inspired by um, a great entrepreneur that I follow very closely. Um, I love his work. I love his message. I love his story. Um, and it really hit home. Um, and I wanted to share this with all of you because I have a feeling that a lot of you can relate. Or if you can't relate, um, actually I say that, but you probably don't have a pulse <laughs> if you don't relate to this. So with that being said, as you guys are tuning in live, make sure you say what's up, Coop. If you're catching this on a replay, please drop hashtag replay in the comments below. Um, I always love to know who I'm connecting with um, because, you know, as I'm eating my hair, um, it's important to me. Your time is my treasure and I value any time that you are willing to share with me. So here's what... Here's what I heard this morning uh, from Ed Milet. For those of you that don't know Ed Milet, you should start following him. He is one of the greatest um, teachers, uh, mentors, entrepreneurs um, that I have ever seen. Um, and I study a lot of them. Um, a few of them are so good. I usually go in cycles where I'll study some of the greats closely, um, usually one at a time. And then I'll, if they're that good, I'll, I'll circle back to them. Hey, what's up, Christine? Hi, Jasmine. Um, I appreciate you guys jumping in. Hey, Jasmine, do me a favor. Will you please share this in our team thread? Um, that would be amazing. Um, and Christine, if you actually wanted to do that too, um, hopefully some people are going to get some value out of this and really relate. Um, what's up, Sarah Coffin, you rock star? Um, all right, so here's the deal. Um, it was about 4.30 this morning when I was listening to this message um, from Ed Milet, and he said, uh, he was talking about an addiction that literally is wrecking our dreams right in front of our eyes, and some of us don't even realize it, um, and it just hit really hard, and I want to ask you guys first, are you someone that is or ever has been guilty of valuing the opinions of others more than you value your own. Drop a hashtag, that's me, in the comments if you are one of those people or have ever been guilty um, of valuing somebody's opinion more than you value your own. Um, because I get you. Um, I was there too. I, I did that for, I'd say I spent most of my life trying to please other people and, you know, thinking that if I could just, if I just did something different, said something different, wore something different, um, acted in a different way, that it would, 
I don't know, make me more likable, um, make me more feel more fulfilled, um, like I had a purpose or a worthiness, um, which all sounds like horseshit coming out of my mouth. I'm not going to lie. Um, maybe that comes with age um, as well, that we kind of grow, we tend to grow out of that as we get older and gain more perspective. Um, but I know lots of people that are full-grown adults that still feel these same feelings. And I know this because I coach a lot of them. Um, I do a lot of, uh, of training in uh, a lot of it, a lot in the network marketing profession, but it really, my specialty is advanced sales strategies. Um, and what I find is so much of where the disconnect is with people's ability to successfully navigate business and grow volume and develop their, um, develop their, uh, uh, their uh, persuasiveness and influence, um, I find that a lot of that comes down to fear, fear of judgment, fear of what other people think. Um, and, and these are, you know, just amazing humans, full-grown adults and people that I love very much. Um, so I know that maybe it's not just a, it's something that we grow out of. Maybe some of us are still, still sitting in that story. Um, you know, what Ed talked about this morning was how um, how so many of us forget that we are literally in charge of, and this sounds very cliche, <laughs> I, I realize that, but we are in charge of writing our book in this lifetime. Um, however long our lives, uh, we are blessed to ha have the lives that we do um, and live um, as long as we can. Whatever that timeline is, that is our book. That is our, we determine all of the pages of that book. But he said, have you ever watched a movie and, you know, at the very end when they're rolling the credits that you'll see the main characters first. You recognize a lot of those people, right? Like they're the important ones. And then as the, as the, um, as the, uh, characters go on, it starts to go down into the almost the less important character roles where it's like, you know, cab driver number two or bouncer number one. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Can you drop a I feel you coop in the comments if you know what I mean? Um, that's what happens if you keep, you know, it's almost like the less significant of the role the like they start to appear the longer that scroll goes up and so many of us are addicted to the likes and comments and approval ratings of cab driver number of cab driver number 2 or bouncer number 1 and i always like to use the expression of you know you could put out something on social media, sharing your heart or sharing an opinion, asking for some feedback, and you just get ripped to shreds, right? Because it's really easy. Actually, I'm doing this behind a keyboard. <laughs> it's more accurately like this, don't you think? It's really easy for people to hide behind a keyboard, right? And their um, their Insta handle or their Facebook name or, you know, their Clubhouse name, whatever it is. It's really easy to hide. Well, maybe not so much on Clubhouse because it's live. <laughs> it's live and it's like podcast style, but it's really easy to hide behind comments. And I think that 
So often you could drop something like I just shared. You could drop something like that on social media somewhere. And inevitably, you know, if it doesn't matter if like all your homies are cheering you on and they're like, yeah, you, you know, you go Jasmine, you know, I got you. I'm with you. Thanks for sharing. Blah, blah, blah. Great message. And you get all this positive feedback. And then Susie pants 52 drops in the comments that you suck. And no matter what was shared in those comments from the important people, the people that you actually admired, that you actually appreciate and value, you can't stop thinking about Susie Pants 52 saying that you suck in the comments. And it's that addiction. It's the addiction to those people's opinions, the lesser important roles in the book of your life, it's the addiction to the lesser, the lesser important figures and character roles that is wrecking our dreams on a daily basis. And we don't even realize it's happening, except we get into a state when we see a message like that from Susie Pants 52 saying, you suck, you're fat, you're dumb, you don't know what you're talking about, or, you know, they strongly disagree with you. And like, you feel this instant, like, I need to defend myself. I need to stand up for myself with either that or you want to go and cry, but you forget to place your value and, and worthiness in one, your opinion of yourself and the, and the books and the pages that you are writing in your life. And also the, um, the opinions uh, of the other people's, the lead roles in your life, your family, your closest friends, your mentors, the people that you look up to, your people that are of great influence. Those are the lead characters of the roles in your life. Yet we tend to, in, in, we tend to tune that out like white noise when Susie Pants is being an asshole in your comments. And that's just not okay. Drop it some capital letters. That is no longer okay. It is no longer okay because, you know, I, I believe, I, I believe that we make a cardinal mistake on a daily basis of assuming the gift of time. It's one of my biggest pet peeves in this life is, and I don't know if it's because I've had great loss in my life. I've, I've unexpectedly um, lost my father with like a, you know, 45 days from when he was diagnosed to when he passed um, of stomach and esophageal cancer over 10 years ago. I don't know if it was that shock into reality that gave me perspective that we cannot assume the gift of time. We do not know. We simply do not know when our time is. So if that's the case, shouldn't it matter like yesterday that we place our value and, um, and uh, open-mindedness in conversations that we're having with the lead characters in our, in our lives rather than the disapproval ratings of cab driver two and bouncer number one. It just makes no sense. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, it's kind of like 
You know, a, a lot of people, a lot of people are very curious about what I do. Um, they're curious about how we make money online and how, you know, a lot of times people don't even know what I do. And they're like, you know, Coop, I don't, I don't know what it is you do exactly, but I feel like I need to ask you. I get that a lot. Um, and a lot of times people watch me for a long period of time because part of them is very skeptical about what it is I do. Part of them is also very afraid that what I do either cannot be done by them, happens for other people and, and people like me, but not for them. And they also are afraid of, well, goodness, what would other people think of me? It which is insane. That's insane, right? You guys, if you are watching this right now and you have been one of those people, can you drop a hashtag uh, DM me Coop because I'd love to have a conversation and learn more about where you're at um, and, I, and more than anything, how I might be able to help you out, all right? Um, but in any event, moving on. When going about our goals, there's four things that I like to keep in mind that kind of keep me, I almost like flip-flop the, um, like the white noise for me used to be from the people that actually mattered, the lead characters in my life. I used to pay so much more attention to the people that I felt like I had to prove something to, or I felt like I had to... I felt like I had to um, defend myself or, you know, I would just, I couldn't stop thinking that they made me feel like crap, right? I have flip-flopped that in the last several years where now the people that say, Coop, you're too aggressive. Coop, you suck. Coop, you, um, you, I don't know, you have funny teeth. I don't know. Or your eyes are like different sizes. Or, oh, here's one. I got one earlier last year, like a, literally a direct message that said in capital letters, stop it right now. Nobody needs to hear how successful or pretty you are right now. Please stop now. That's literally what the message said. And at first it triggered this, it triggered that feeling of what the, and then I had that moment because of these four things. I had that moment of peace and where I found um, almost a, I found myself wanting more for them. I'm I found myself feeling extremely empathetic with them. Like, I'm so sorry that they feel the way they do. You know, they don't need to feel that way. I couldn't imagine being in a space that was so low that I felt like I had to dull other people's flame in order to make mine bigger. Um, but in any event, um, I quickly shifted those types of, that type of feedback into white noise. And the, the, the noise that spoke loud and clear were, became from my lead characters in the story of my life that I am writing. Can I get a hashtag? Amen. If you guys are with me, let me tell you these four things and then we'll jump off and I got to go get my daughter. Um, I hope that this is, um, resonating with you guys the way it resonated with me this morning. I love Ed Milet. I love his message. I love what he stands for. Um, and you know, that, that, that analogy of you know, you know that analogy of being addicted 
to what others think of us, crippling our dreams and we don't wrecking our dreams on a daily basis and we don't even realize it. That was just not okay with me. And I thought, oh man, how many people feel this way? So here's the four things real quick. Um, when going about your goals, you can minimize the impact of the opinions of cab driver number two, bouncer number one, the people that don't really play a significant role in your life's book that you are writing. I try and keep these four things in mind. The first thing is I try and pra I practice active gratitude on a daily basis, pen to paper, 10 things I'm grateful for and three goals every single day, especially during the shitty times, especially when I'm hurting, especially when things are not going right, when I can't seem to catch up and I feel like I'm disappointing people, especially when I'm literally giving everything I've got, but it's still never enough. And people make sure they let me know it, where I have, I have failed them or need to do better. Um, I practice active gratitude when I've suffered tremendous loss. Um, it was single-handedly the greatest gift practicing that habit that got me through um, my most recent miscarriage and honestly a few before that too. Um, active gratitude changed everything for me. So when you are working on your goals and working, you know, both business and life, whatever those goals are, practicing active gratitude in the crappy times help you develop that stamina, that inner strength to make all the negative Nellies getting in your way. Guys, they're all over the place. A lot of you guys are letting them too close to you. If you want to keep them far away, practice more active gratitude. The second of four things that I try and do is be a damn good, compassionate human. Be a damn good, compassionate human, even when it's really hard. Okay. You see, <laughs> everybody seems to think that, and I used to feel this way, that nobody understands what I'm growing through. Notice I never use the word G-O-I-N-G -G through. It's always growing through. It's never the other one. Never. It doesn't even come out of my mouth. Um, because I used to think I was different. I used to think nobody understood. I used to think I was unique. When in reality, you got to understand that everybody has a story that'll bring you to your knees. Drop that in the comments just so you know how serious I am. Every single person has a story that'd bring you to your knees and humble the crap out of you. It's our job. I feel like I feel like it's my job and my duty to be a compassionate human to even the ones that um may not be deserving of compassion. Um and here's number three. See, this is how I eliminate the feedback and the chirping in the ears of those negative Nellies. Number three, this goes hand in hand with number two. I love people hard, especially the ones that don't deserve it. Especially the ones that have mistreated me. Especially the ones that have um, demonized me. 
and come after me and, you know, done some pretty awful things to me. Um, I find ways, usually with my act of gratitude. Do you see how this all comes together? They all go together. I love people hard, especially those that make it impossible. Okay? The people that messed you up the most, <laughs> I promise you, most of your strength and your resiliency has come from those people pushing your buttons, from those people pushing you up against a wall. I promise you some of the greatest things about you are because of those people that likely didn't deserve your love and affection. Now, do I think you should create distance from those people? Yes, absolutely. Healthy distance. And I think that you should love them. Okay, no revenge. No, you know, and that whole eye for an eye thing, people would all be blind if it really was true, an eye for an eye. That's just nonsense. It's nonsense. Somewhere it's got to stop. Be the hero that makes it stop. Here's number four. This is my last one. Drop it in the comments, please. Don't sacrifice love for truth. Drop that in the comments. Don't sacrifice love for truth. You see, when you've got Susie Pants 52 or cab driver number two or bouncer number one chirping in your ear about their opinion and why you suck and why you're wrong, don't sacrifice loving them hard to be right. There's no prize for you to be right. You see, a lot of times when I'm coaching people, they want to do so good so that they can prove someone wrong or that they can show someone up or show them that it can't, you know, that they were wrong. And I'm like, that's all wrong. Never sacrifice love for truth because there's no trophy at the end. And guess what? Even when you do, even if you prove your point, you will still... Be equally affected by the negative Nellies. You'll still be equally impacted um, by this addiction to what uh, you, the approval ratings and comments and likes of negative Nellies and cab driver number twos out there. You still are equally tied to their opinion. It makes no difference if you are if you end up you know winning the battle and you prove your your point, right? So don't try and prove your point. Don't sacrifice your love and taking the higher, more emotionally stable road to be right because there's no prize for you. In fact, you're going to be in exactly the same place. See, you just think that you're going to feel better when you do the thing. You think that you're going to feel better when you prove them wrong. Or, but you know, how, you know what you're building out of and what you're achieving your goals out of? Spite. And it's not really about you. It's about them. See what I'm saying, friends? Don't sacrifice love for truth. That was me. <laughs> I was the know-it-all, uncoachable, lacked accountability. Couldn't You couldn't even have a conversation with me, hardly. That was me. And I was equally unhappy all of the time. I was equally sick, sad, depressed, and tired, and weak. All of the time. No matter how right I was, 
No matter how good I end up, ended up getting at something, no matter how much money I made, no matter how many prizes I won, I was still that sad, sad person because I was addicted to the approval ratings of others. Guess what happened when I started paying closer attention to those, the greats, the, the lead characters in my life, the story that I get to write, I get to write. All I have to do is turn the page and I get to write what's next and who's in it. You know what happened when I started focusing on them? Not only did bouncer number two become white noise, I doubled my money. I doubled down on my purpose. I was able to give like crazy. I won even more by focusing on the lead characters. Isn't that funny? I used to think that in order to do certain things, I had to be right. I had to prove it to them. I had to stick it to them. I had to show them. I was still equally unhappy. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Amy. How are you, dear? I just wanted to share that with you guys. I'm probably going to be late to pick up my daughter now, but um, it was a uh, it was quite the takeaway this morning um, listening to Ed, um, and it just really spoke to me. And I thought that it might help somebody else out there too, that might be putting a little bit too much emphasis on what bouncer number one is saying about you, thinking about you. And I'm telling you right now, those lead characters in your life, you get to choose them. You get to write the story. What comes next, friends? What comes next? All right, I love you guys. Have an amazing Monday. Mwah.